Rose window uh, for a second day here at the ocean. It's a wonderful place to be. Um, again, as we've been reading through our daily devotions in the one-year Bible, right now we're in the book of Judges, which is, oh boy, uh, Judges is a very um, challenging book to read. Mm-hmm. A lot going on, yeah. a, a lot of problems, and a lot of uh, great uh, times when God intervenes. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a painful book mm-hmm. in many respects, and yet it's also a book of heroes. Uh, what happened in the book of Judges, you know, if you just finished the book of Joshua, if you've read it, you know that the people served God during the days of Joshua. The children of Israel go into the land of Canaan, and yet Judges comes right after that. And what happened when the Israelites took Canaan, they didn't do fully what God asked them to do. God asked them to get rid of the idolatry that was in the land, and they tolerated a lot of it, and it came back to bite them. And so what you see in the book of Judges is the taking of Canaan in reverse, because now the the people that are wicked are now beginning to push the Israelites Mm -hmm. around. And so when they get into trouble, uh, when the Israelites get into trouble, then they cry out to God and God gives, gives them a deliverer. And then when they get a deliverer, they get out of trouble. They go right back into trouble again, you know, uh, because they, they don't have a problem anymore, you know. Well, and, back and, and the theme, of course, is in those days there was no king in Israel, and so everybody did what was right in their own eyes. That's the last verse mm-hmm. of the book of Judges, and it starts out not too bad, and then it's going to get so bad that there are, there are stories I wouldn't read in a mixed audience mm-hmm. in the book of Judges, and just as kind of a, a tombstone epitaph, the last verse of the book of Judges verse you just mentioned in those days there was no king in Israel and it's so American everybody did what they wanted to do and that's how our own tree fell apart so the the story we want to uh, zoom in on today is one of the heroes one of the judges Mm -hmm. that God raised up and his name was Gideon right and Gideon was very unlikely a very unlikely candidate yeah the Israelites were getting kicked around by the Midianites um and I know that there are a lot of ites in the Bible we can kind of get lost in all those but um the Midianites were the first uh, people to uh, breed, uh, I believe it was camels for long distance raids. And so what they would do is they would go, they would go into the Israelites' towns at harvest time and strip the crops of everything and leave the Israelites to starve to death. And so it was just a really, really difficult time. Mm. And uh, Gideon was basically kind of hiding when the <laughs> angel of the Lord came to him. And there's a, there's a whole long conversation there. So I'd encourage you to get your Bibles and look up uh, Judges chapter 14. I'm sorry, uh, chapter uh, 6. Sorry, we were in 14 yesterday. Right. Judges chapter 6. Um, and in Judges chapter 6, we have uh, Gideon's encounter with the angel of the Lord. And, and he says a lot of things. But this one really stood out to me because it said the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. And the two things that really jumped out at me was go with the strength you have. Oh, it's one of the greatest lines in the Bible. Mm. Because when the angel of the Lord finds Gideon, Gideon is threshing wheat in the wine press. Now, again, I don't want to get off on this and take too much time. But threshing wheat in those days, they, they, would, they would beat the wheat and, and in some cases toss it up in the air. And the wind would blow away the shaft and then the grain would fall. Well, if you were going to thresh wheat, you want to thresh it in a place where you had some wind. But Gideon is so concerned about the Midianites seeing what little wheat he's got. He's in a depressed area, which is a wine press. And I've always thought, you know, he was in a depressed area more ways than one. And here comes the angel of the Lord, which to me, 
Remember, angel means messenger. Mm -hmm. I really do believe this is a Christophany. This is mm -hmm. Jesus, I believe, coming mm -hmm. to talk to Gideon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I love it because the angel of the Lord comes up to Gideon and says, Hail, mighty man of valor. And Gideon's looking around like, are you talking to me? I'm the last person in Israel that you should be talking to. And, you know, because he feels like he's just, he, he doesn't have any strength at all. His people are in idolatry. Uh, they're suffering from the Midianites. They have nothing. And along comes the Lord and says, hey, you're a great. His own family was in idolatry. His, oh, yeah. I mean, when you read the story that happened next, because uh, before Gideon takes this army of 300, and that's a story within mm -hmm. itself, and goes to defend the Midianites, God gives him a, a kind of a baby step and tells him to go cut down the altar uh, or, or the, in the Asherah pole. And it looks like his dad was in charge of the local Baal worship. Mm -hmm. And so Gideon goes out and God says to Gideon, just go chop that down. And uh, he does. Mm -hmm. And the people are going to kill him until his dad said, well, if Baal is all that strong, then let Baal get, you know, let Baal get vengeance. Well, it's quite a story. I hope you'll go read oh, that. Yeah. But one of the things I think is so important to us today is when the Lord said to him, go in the strength you have. Because a lot of times when we feel God calling us or we hear God calling us or we have the commands of scripture and we see what God wants us to do. We're like, well, I can't do it because I don't have, or I didn't go to, or I didn't learn this. And um, the Lord said, go with the strength that you have. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the immediacy of following God. Mm -hmm. You know, God didn't say getting, go get spiritually strong, you know, come back six weeks later and we'll talk, go in the strength that you have. And I, I really do believe that's, that's a message for us every day. Hopefully we have more strength in God than we had yesterday, but it's still the strength that we have. And, and so many Christians, I think, get stopped because, well, I don't know more about the Bible than I do, or, you know, I haven't been a Christian all that long, you know, or various reasons. But, you know, God said, go in the strength that you have. You never need to wait to be obedient and to live your life in, in faith and trust in the Lord. Here's the thing. If you go in the strength that you have, God will always have the rest of the strength That's that you right. need. That's right. Your strength's never going to be enough to accomplish all that God wants to accomplish, but that's the whole point. You have to trust Him to work through you. To you know, know, you know, you know I, I say this all the time, and you hear me say this. You know, I always say, how does a flawed, frail man preach the Word of God? Mm -hmm. You know, after all these years, I'm still asking that question. You know, but what I've watched is I go in the strength that I have, try to try to give God my very best. And as I said, he'll come along and bring the rest of the strength that we don't have. He works through you. And I believe he can work through each and every one of us as we're living a life of faith. Yeah. So I hope that'll encourage you today. Whatever it is that you need to do this, the next step of obedience or a next a step of faith, I, I hope and pray that you'll have the courage to just go in the strength that you have knowing that the Lord's sending you and that the Lord's gonna do this through you. Yeah, maybe this is another side note, Mary Alice, but when I look at the New Testament, one of the things that I learned and love is that God wants to work alongside us. Mm -hmm. He wants to work with us. He wants, you know, the Bible tells us we're co-laborers together with Christ. Mm -hmm. You see that with Jesus, he wants to work with those disciples. You know, he wants to get in the vineyard. He wants them to work with him. And I really believe that's what God God desires. He loves his creation. He loves us. And uh, he, he says, just come on, work with me. Go in the strength that you have. And he said, I'm sending you. So sending you. If, if the Lord is sending us and the Lord is leading us, um, he, he's not sending us and leading us to fail. 
That's right. He's not. So many stories in the Bible like this, you know, where Moses says, I can't talk plain. And God says, what do you have in your hand? Just take what you have in your hand, rod. You know, you you just see this over and over. The the widow that just had a little flask of oil and a little hand of, handful of meal. You know, Elisha said, make me, Elisha said, make me a little cake. You know, give me what you have. Yeah, that's right. So, whatever it is, we can be obedient and we can trust the Lord. And we don't have to wait. That's right. So I hope that encourages you today as you're going through your day. And um, before we close, Mark, would you leave us in our prayer? Father, you know, of course, we are inadequate without you. But with you, you've said all things are possible. So we pray today that you'll help us to be willing to bring what we have in our hand, the strength that we have, the opportunity that we have, the intelligence that we have, and just give it to you and trust you to do what we can't do. Oh, Lord, thank you that you want to work with us and work through us. We ask for your help and grace today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we hope and pray you have a wonderful day, and we'll look forward to seeing you again here on Noah's Window tomorrow. Sounds good. God bless.